back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets on an extremely snowy and blustery November 17th here where I am in Saskatchewan. My name is Cecil Peters. I will be your host yet again for a small Wednesday slate here. Massive 11-game Tuesday slate the night before. Now, as per usual, smaller three-game slate tonight. Please remember, as per usual, rate and review the show like it, subscribe to it wherever you're listening to. If you are watching on YouTube, please leave a comment down below. I will respond to any and all comments there. Nice or mean, I'm not picky. Any type of comment will do. Really helps me out, helps out the show. Much appreciated. Like I said, only three games today. We got Colorado visiting Vancouver, Chicago in Seattle, and Washington in LA. Another thing to note with those is that's three games on the West Coast. Super odd not to even have one East Coast game, even after a massive night last night. Usually we at least get one or two on the East Coast, so the starting times of these games don't happen until 10 o'clock Eastern. I don't know how people live in the Eastern time zone for nights like this. Waiting till 10 o'clock for any hockey games would be a nightmare. Is what it is. At least you'll have something to watch late into the night. As usual, I'm recording this the day before, so betting lines will likely change from what I'm seeing them currently at DraftKings Sportsbook the afternoon before as well as shot props, which in my opinion is the most profitable avenue in sports gambling right now. Those also get released the day up, so I don't have access to any of those while I record this. For my updated picks and full shot props tomorrow, I do have a premium article on my website, cecilpeters.com, and if you are interested in getting access, just message me on Twitter at cspeats and I will get you hooked up there. Enough with that minor housekeeping, and now let's get on to the slate. So the first game, as mentioned, is the Colorado Avalanche in Vancouver. Colorado comes into Vancouver after a couple big wins, beating the wheels off these same Canucks a few nights ago in Colorado. Similarly impressive victory over the Sharks on Saturday night. Big injury issues with the Avalanche, but that's not even remotely the issue here. The bigger issue for these two teams is the defensive issues of the Vancouver Canucks. Ton of goals given up to Colorado. Ton of goals given up to their Vegas the game after. They lost again in a big way to Anaheim a couple nights ago. They just can't seem to keep the puck out of their own net. Five on five, power play penalty kill, it doesn't matter. Everybody is scoring at will on the Vancouver Canucks right now. Biggest injury news of the slate is Nathan McKinnon continues to be out for the Avalanche. His replacement, JT Comfer, was playing in the center spot on that first line. He's also out now as well, so Logan O'Connor is the next man up on that line. One thing to note is Miko Rantanen appears to be playing center. O'Connor will play the wing, but he's a pretty good fit on that line. He's fast. He's aggressive. He's a young player, but he can fit in with those guys really nice. He can keep up offensively. He can keep up speed-wise. I don't think it's that big of a downgrade from JT Comper. Obviously a big downgrade from Nathan McKinnon. He's going to be a cheap value play on DraftKings. Very obvious play. Everybody will be on him, but you almost have to have him in a cash lineup. And even in GPPs at 40, 50, 60%. Not the worst play on a tiny slate. A little bit of a more subtle option if you want a cheap piece on DraftKings. Waiver wire pick, pick up Nick Obkubel. Got him from the Flyers. He's kind of a fourth line player there. He's been working with the top power play unit in practice for Colorado. Clearly they see something they like. I think it's going to be a net presence for this guy. So he should have a chance to get some tip in goals, some rebounds, some shots, some opportunities there. He'll obviously come in a lot lesser owned than Logan O'Connor. Another injury issue for the Avalanche is on the blue line. Bowen Bryan is going to miss this game with an injury. He missed last game as well. Sam Gerrard stepped up in a big way. Kale McCarr is back, so I'm not too worried about the defensive depth in Colorado. 
Canucks, on the other hand, put their main offensive line together again. These guys kind of have an on-again, off-again relationship. It's actually pretty infuriating to bet on the Canucks for this reason. But it's JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, and Brock Besser. Yesterday in practice, they did practice together. They're frustrating when they're not working, but they when they do work, it's mesmerizing. They can get three, four goals a night when they are clicking. I don't know that this is the spot for them, but they're always worth the risk on DraftKings if you do want to go that route. Current member of the Vancouver Canucks to target is probably Nils Hoglander. He has four goals in his past three games. Even I think he even scored against Colorado a few nights ago. He was the only goal for the Canucks in that game. I would expect starter Thatcher Demko to get the nod here in goal. Yaroslav Halak got the last game. It doesn't matter what goalie these guys are playing right now. It isn't working. Demko's been hot and cold in the past, and he is currently ice cold. Hard to ignore his poor play right now. Can't really trust him in a DraftKings lineup, although he will be one of the cheaper goalies, probably the cheapest on the slate. I don't see the betting number getting any better for Colorado here. Minus 155 is probably as good as it gets, so if you like them, which I do, I would recommend getting that bet in as quick as you can before it becomes kind of an unbettable minus 170, minus 180 number, which I wouldn't be shocked to see. Logan O'Connor is a better fit for the top line than I think even JT Comper was. So I don't see much of a downgrade in that aspect from the team that just beat Vancouver and San Jose pretty handily. The only thing that would stop me here is if Darcy Kemper doesn't get the start for the Avs. They haven't played in a couple days, so I would expect him to get the go in net. Colorado Avalanche minus 155. Easy bet to make if you can find it at that number. Next game on the night in Seattle, a place we love to target. I love the Seattle Kraken at home because I love betting against the Seattle Kraken at home. Here we go again. It's another game where they are favored. Minus 135 for the Kraken, plus 115 for the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, new coach, we talked about it last week, fired their old coach. They've won three straight since they got their new coach. I said we were going to ride the Blackhawks. We have been. It has been paying off. And they're underdogs once again here, plus 115. I'm not sure who's getting the start in net for Chicago. I would prefer that it's Marc-Andre Fleury. Kevin Lankinen, also I would still bet the Chicago Blackhawks regardless of goalie, but Fleury would make me feel a little better about it. The Kraken have an average offense. They create a bunch of chances, but they don't really have finishing ability. Decent defensive structure as well, but like I said, the goaltending for Seattle is brutal. Philip Grubauer has been horrible. Chris Dreger in his limited starts has been horrible. They're just letting in, and they're letting in goals that you shouldn't let in. Wristers from the blue line that just, they're untouched. A little bit of a screen, but nothing crazy, and they just sail through. It's just been bad goals after bad goals. It is going to turn around for at some point for Seattle. I don't necessarily think it's going to turn around to be a strength of the team, but it's not going to be as big of a weakness as it is right now. But we're riding the Blackhawks, and we're riding against the Kraken, and we get the team that we want at plus money. Easy bet to make. I just trust the finishing ability of the Blackhawks against the goaltending of the Kraken. Guys like Alex DeBrincat, Patrick Kane, Dom Kubelik. These guys can put the puck in the net against Seattle. They'll have plenty of opportunities to do so. I'm just happy to trust that. Take the plus money. Bet the Hawks. For DraftKings, Hawks top line, Kirby Dock, Alex Dabrinkat, Patrick Kane is always a great option. They will be super popular, as they should be, but Kane takes a ton of shots. Dabrinkat takes a ton of shots. Kirby Dock sometimes takes a ton of shots. More importantly, he has been moved onto the top power play unit lately. He did miss some time with an injury last game. So Dylan Strom came in, minimum price on DraftKings. Scored in the spot that Kirby Dock was supposed to be in, so maybe they keep Strom there with that success. Who knows? Either way, I like the price on Kirby Dock. I like the matchup that they have in this game. I like the goaltending that they're facing. 
So Kirby Doc, Patrick Kane, Alex Tabrinkat, going to be one of my top targets of the night. I'm not opposed to playing the Kraken in DFS. I don't think they win this game, but I do think they get a couple goals. At any rate, they're going to get a lot of shots against the, against the Blackhawks, especially once the Blackhawks have a lead. They give up a ton of shots, a ton of opportunities. Guys like Jaden Schwartz, Jordan Eberle have been taking a bunch of shots, targeting them for shot props is always a good idea. Alex Wendberg's been sending those two. They've been a solid line. Jared McCann's playing well. Yanni Gord's playing well. Brandon Tanev's playing well. So Seattle does have players that you can go to in DraftKings. I just don't love the chance for them to score a ton of goals. But the floor with all the shots you're getting against against Chicago is pretty nice here. But like I said, I will be betting the Hawks at plus money, and I am also looking into betting the over. The matchup of Chicago's bad defense and Seattle's bad goaltending just reeks of a game where they're going to score a lot of goals. So if I can get something like over 6 at good odds, probably plus 120 or plus 130, I will be taking that. I won't be looking into that part of this game until tomorrow. Next and final game on the slate here, the Washington Capitals, minus 130 in LA, plus 110. My expectation is that I'm going to be betting the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow. I'm going to hold out. I want to see some injury news on the Washington side. I want to see how Washington performs the night before in Anaheim. And I do kind of want to see some injury news on the LA side as well. LA, one of the hottest teams in hockey, just came off an almost perfect road trip, spoiled at the end with an overtime loss in Winnipeg. They are playing a bit above their heads right now. They're getting some of the best goaltending in the league, but the forward depth makes me think that they can sustain it a little bit, maybe not to the point of winning six or seven games in a row, but to the point of, hey, this team's at home. They're plus 110. You're going to bet that every time all year. You're going to end up making money on the year. Those are the kind of bets I like to make. Looks like they're going to get Victor Arvidsson back. He hops onto their first line. That's where he's been practicing the last couple days, so I assume he's in game shape, ready to go coming out of COVID protocol. That puts Adrian Kemp either down on the second line or the third line. Either way, however they mix it up, they can have Kemp. They have Adrian Athanasiu that's been on the second line. One of those two guys can bump down to the third. Gives them a really solid third line scoring option to go around with the second line, which you know I love. Adrian Kemp or Athanasiu with Philip Deneau and Alex follow. Those guys have been cruising lately. I love that line. I've loved that line for a couple weeks, and they've been paying off again and again. It just makes the LA Kings a deeper hockey team. The back end is suspect with some injuries that they have there, but they have been saved by the goaltending of Jonathan Quick and Calvin Peterson. I don't really care which one of these goalies plays for the Kings. Coming into the year, I thought Calvin Peterson was going to be the guy. Jonathan Quick's having a great year. He's playing way better than he did the last couple seasons, showing he's got a little more life left in him, so I don't hate it if Jonathan Quick gets the start here. In fact, that would probably be a slight preference for me. On the other side, Washington might get TJ Oshie back from the large list of injured forwards. Like I said, I am recording this before the game the night before. I don't think he's playing in Anaheim, but he did practice the morning before. That'd give their second line a real boost. TJ Oshie's always been a guy that you send out with the young rookie forwards on the second line. He's just kind of a calm, steadying presence for those guys. And that's a role that they need to fill in Washington right now because a lot of the players on the Washington forward group are young, untested rookies because there's so many injuries. They need to call up those guys, really relying on the depth. Top line's been scoring at an amazing rate all season long. But on a back-to-back -back across the country, all the responsibility they've had this year, it is understandable if they're a bit fatigued. You can see a bit of slowdown for Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. So the depth of the LA Kings could just be a bit too much for Washington to handle in this scenario. That being said, the power play potential and just the top-end offensive skill of particularly Ovechkin and Kuznetsov can always come to play. They can score three goals in five seconds just like that. Fantastic finishing ability from these guys. But considering the travel... 
considering the injuries on the Capitals. Plus 110 is just a bad number on the Kings. I would actually think that this number should be flip-flopped and Washington should be minus, or Washington should be the underdogs and the Kings should be minus 130 here at home. So for me, all the time, that's going to be a green light to bet a game. You think the team that should be favored is plus 110, you bet it. So that's it for today's games. There's only three, like I said, I do have the strong feelings on all of them, especially with the two slight underdogs that I love. My DraftKings leans kind of go the same way. The teams that I'm betting on, LA, Colorado, Chicago, that's where I'm looking at for DraftKings. Goalie's probably going to be whoever gets the start for the Kings. I love the way that their goalies are playing. We'll focus on defense and forward line combinations tomorrow once I see who's playing together in practice. As always, updated picks for DraftKings as well as updated bets and most importantly shot props will be in my premium article that I release tomorrow. LA and Chicago generally have a couple of the players that I love targeting for shot props, so I do expect a few good options there. But that is it for today. Thank you for hanging in these past couple days with me. And we'll have Jake and DJ take you through the rest of the week. Good luck.